Hey, this is Kurt, and welcome to Summer Camp Programming Podcasts. Uh, and this although, is Chris. <laughs> I, why I mean, did I start with my name there? I don't know. I never do I that. nothing. That's so crazy. <laughs> I'm just throwing the whole thing off. I was totally ready. You're like, this is kind of like, and this, and you're like, and this is Summer Camp Pro. I'm like, and he just left me. He left me in the cold. I'm, I'm really excited. I think, I think I'm a little thrown off because I'm really excited a, uh, about uh, this episode. Uh, we have a special guest. I love when we have guests on. A special guest, uh, Alana Schlam. She did a workshop at Tri-State's called Exploring the World of Week-Long Themed Specialty Camps. And if you know anything about me, if you've heard past episodes, or if you've been on my website, you know I am all about theme camps. And so when I saw that she did this, I immediately had to uh, ask her to be on the podcast, and she was generous enough to uh, spend some time with us today. And so, Lana, can you go ahead and introduce yourself? Tell us totally. what you're Well, about. thank you guys for having me. Um, as you said, my name is Alana. Um, I work at the Marcus Jewish Community Center of Atlanta. So we are a day camp program here. I have been working with this program for almost 10 years now. And it, it's just wonderful. It's a lot of fun. We run tons of different programs throughout the summer. Theme camps are really only one um, arena of what we do here. We have probably 10 different camp directors that run the whole show here throughout the summer, but I am one of the many. So, <laughs> How do you deal with the heat there in Atlanta? It, it's not easy. I will tell you one of the perks of theme camps, which I'm sure we will get into later, is a lot of mine are indoors. And I think that a lot of the families like that. So, you know, we run tech camps and cooking camps right. and a lot of those are based indoors. So that's huge. Cool. <laughs> so, yeah, so that I, I love what I do. I've been doing theme camps now for probably the last five, six years or so. I started off kind of working, overseeing a smaller program, which encompassed both the traditional camp and some theme camps. And then we've expanded the theme camp realm big time over the last few years or so. That's awesome. Yeah. Awesome. All right. So I keep hearing you say these theme camps. And so, and so what are theme camps? What does that look like? Sure. How's that different? <laughs> the way that we run our programs here, we do week long programs and we run 11 weeks of camp in the summer. So each week I run approximately, I'd say seven to nine or so different theme camp options. And what that is, is it's a program that is focused around a certain theme for the whole week, whether that be a robotics camp or cooking or American Ninja Warrior or skateboarding or I mean, we have a very large um, content that we bring in and it's for different ages. So some of our camps are for rising kindergartners only. Some are for rising first and second graders. We do some for rising third through sixth and then we go to the teen realm. So we try to break it up so that the kids aren't all mishmashed together. Obviously, you're going to have some at different levels, depending on what your theme is. So we just want to make sure that it's appropriate for that age. Um, but, it, and you know, I, I, it's interesting to see the numbers have really rivaled our traditional camp numbers. So I think that it's extremely popular here. Parents are constantly wondering what the next big thing is going to be. <laughs> and you know, every year it's like, we got to keep thinking of new and exciting topics. Mm -hmm. to 
So it's it's a lot of fun though. It's very creative. What uh? So how how many numbers are you talking about for your theme camps? Sure. So our camps as a whole, we have approximately two thousand kids that come through our camps in the summers. For theme camps alone, each week I probably have two hundred to two fifty participating in my camps, uh, and that's solely in the theme camps. So I do have to cut off numbers in some of them. We just sure. can't accommodate. You know, we can't do more than 30 kids in Welcome to Hogwarts because you're just going to lose your theme. So we have to kind of cut it at certain points and just make sure that we can run it. And also based on the spacing, whatever our spacing is here, we have to know that we can fit X amount of kids in this program. Um, but it's it is it's a lot. It's it's fun. It's exciting. We do a mixture of contracted theme camps and creative based theme camps that we run in house. So. For an example, I do fencing camp, and that is run by a fencing company. But then we do, yeah, and then we do mermaids and unicorns, which we do in-house. So everything from that curriculum is built in-house with us, and we institute it throughout the course of the week. So it's very much like when I was working for Parks and Recreation Department. We'd hire outside contractors to run certain camps. and uh, And we put them in rooms that fit the size of what <laughs> yes. we think they might get. Totally. <laughs> yep. And we hire a lot of contractors. I will say from a budget standpoint, it makes it a little more challenging, but the amount that we're making on it is pretty decent. So if you're willing to put that out there, you will get the return. So it just depends. And at, you know, we have some really amazing contractors that we work with. Um, I work with a drone company. We do drone camp. Uh, uh-huh. We, like I said, we have fencing. We do have American Ninja Warrior, which is extremely popular. Um, but a lot of these, those ones are very turnkey because they bring their people in, they bring in the supplies, and they run really fantastic programs. And you know, the ones in house are great, but it can be a little more challenging when it comes to staffing and all that kind of stuff. Well, so. <laughs> and they have they have the skill set that you wouldn't yep. normally. I mean, you you know, you usually can't find staff that have fencing skills totally. <laughs> and that type totally. of thing. And I wouldn't necessarily be comfortable asking our right. staff. <laughs> <laughs> right. Maybe, maybe yeah. chain link fencing. That's right. about it. <laughs> which which we, we would do the same any, thing. Any so we would have the, uh, yeah, you have the contract classes with sewing even or anything like sure. that. And mm-hmm. then we would run our Harry Potter camp, but that's all yep. in-house and it does yep. take, you got to find exactly. the staff for that. And it's well, fun. I will say that, you know, the challenging part with the staffing is we do tell people during interviews that it's all based on just your enthusiasm and desire to learn something new. You don't necessarily have to be a master woodworker or, you know, a master graffiti artist, but if you're willing to come in and try these activities with the people running the program, or if you're comfortable taking a curriculum and running with it, we would love to have you try being a program lead, um, and I can get into you know how we divide it up and everything. But it's it, it definitely you just need the right kind of people to fit into the roles. So. Well, just to stay on this topic for yeah. um, a little bit, do you look for these contract instructors, or do they come to you and say, "Hey, I've got this great camp"? Sure, it's a mixture of both. I'd say every year I do have a handful that reach out to us and say, "We would love to partner. We want to come and meet with you." Um, but a lot of them I did reach out to and find. Okay. Um, when when the American Ninja Warrior craze happened, I was like just figuring, why don't I do some Googling, see what I can find. 
I found a guy who was on the show as a contestant, and he owns a parkour gym. Nice. And I reached out to them, just kind of cold calling, and they were happy to try to work something out. And we've been working with them now for four to five years. I mean, each week we are having 60-plus kids want to do that program that we run it. We usually run it four or five times during the summer. Um, and it's just, they built a warped wall for us that they bring here. We have uh, all the quad steps and we take the older kids to an offsite field trip one day where they do, um, you know, obstacle courses that are ninja based. So it's that one just kind of, I found a contractor and went with it. <laughs> um, <laughs> but cool. then there are some where they literally will just call me and I, I will do my best to see if we can make it work within the budget and see what right. we can do for so now with the uh, with Parks and Rec, they uh, we would do uh, with contract instructors. It was usually a sixty forty split. Sixty goes sure. to the contract instructors. Is that kind of the same thing with you guys? Um, no, <laughs> I I do my best to keep costs as low as we can. It's generally how I do costs with our contractors, and a lot of them have been with me from day one. So I think that they were they came in at different rates, and we you know when we started all this, we said we cannot necessarily give you know as much as you would just because this is a new program we don't know how it's going to run and because they started with us at a lower base we were able to kind of stay lower um i don't know that there's necessarily a percentage that i could attach to it but i we generally have them charge per camper so they would tell us that we have to do 75 dollars per camper per week or something like that um and then you add on what your what you want to that 75 yeah, yeah. So, oh yeah. I mean, from our standpoint, we're charging probably three fifty, four hundred, you know, a week for our camp, um, per camper. So we're definitely doing fine when it comes to you know our end of things. Um, we do have to obviously cover our camp staff, our you know all the fees that are attached, any busing that we do for field trips. Um, you know, there's definitely all the supply fees, et cetera. So it does all eat into the cost, but. Um, most of my contractors I can keep within, I mean, it's kind of a wide range, but somewhere between 75 to $200 per camper per week. Right. Right. Um, so I know that's a wide range, but it just depends on which contractor you're working with and what you're talking about. And there are a few that I will do that 60, 40, or even a little higher if we really think it's worth the money and something that's going to enhance, you know, the excitement based around our camps and all that kind of stuff. So, well, And the reason I bring it up is because I've had conversations with camp and recreation people who sure. want to do their own thing. Maybe they have a sure. certain skill. And I always say, this is an option to be a contract instructor. Yeah. Reach out to community centers, reach out to organizations okay. and say, hey, I've got this, you know, put together your camp curriculum. Yeah. I've got this great camp. Um, yeah. How about we do it? And you can expect to, uh, you know, make some yeah. okay money. You um, really do. Yeah. And I, I think that there's no harm in even just asking someone, just saying, this is our budget. You know, can you make this work? Right. A lot of times they will work with you and it's not that you're trying to, you know, take away anything from them. It's just, it is, we work in a nonprofit. Mm -hmm. This is what floats our facility. This is what, you know, we have to make the money in order to make things run around here. So, and also we had, we would have contract instructors come and they'd be like, we, we, you know, want to charge this. And we'd have to say, look, our, our audience is not going to pay that, you know, we, and work with them on, you know, cost that's going to benefit everybody. I, I will say that, you charge more for your day camps and it's about the same thing as I charge for my day camps. Yeah. 
then Chris charges for his overnight camp. Wow. Yeah. That's and I have parents that complain that I'm expensive, so. Well, we, we definitely hear a lot of that. And, you know, we try our best not to raise fees too much per year. But, you know, so we've plateaued somewhat around that range. And we also have member rate and non-member rate for mm-hmm. our camp. So oh, that's also okay. a different rate, you know, that people can expect. We do also have satellite locations, and those we generally charge probably about half of the amount that we do at our main hub, Um, just because it's a different facility. We don't have all the pools and the gyms and all this. You mentioned a ton of different ones. I heard like Ninja Warrior and fencing. What what do you think is the most popular? Is it the Ninja Warrior? I keep hearing that one. (laughs) That one is very popular. Um, Our our Welcome to Hogwarts camp is also very popular. We've actually, we've expanded to run it a couple times during the summer. In the past, it's only been once. Um, but it is very popular. There's so many kids into Harry Potter, and it just it doesn't seem to go away, which is so interesting uh-huh. to me. Um, mm-hmm. But it's very popular. The one I mentioned that was mermaids and unicorns was actually very popular this last summer. Uh, literally, I mean, we brought a mermaid one day. She swam in the pool with us. Nice. Um, we we brought. Where do you get those at? How do you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we had a unicorn. Our unicorn came, and they rode the unicorn. Awesome. You know, our mermaid had to be carried out of the pool because. She didn't want the kids to see her tail come off. So, you know, these are things only happen at camp. You know, and the kids just love that it's it's exciting, it's new, it's fun. And I it's in the past I have been in charge of writing all the curriculums as well. Um, as we've expanded, I now have an assistant director and her main role is writing the curriculums and instituting them throughout the summer for these creative based camps. So for mermaids and unicorns, for example, she comes in and she decorates the room. She has coral that she made. She has signs. She has it, and the whole week it's really animated and fun. And the more that you can put into it from that aspect, the more successful it is. Um, you know, and the kids go home just raving about it. So yeah. we, we ran Amazing Race Camp this summer. That was very popular. Uh, it was a lot of work, but it was extremely <laughs> popular. <laughs> I've run a Pokemon camp, which was very popular. <laughs> you know, all the fads people sign up for. Right, they love right. the ideas of them. Mm-hmm. And that's why we have to recycle them because they are fads. But <laughs> exactly. I, I remember, you know, I talked about this on another episode on a podcast, but uh-huh. the the same thing with our Hogwarts camp. It grew. We started with 15 kids and sure. word of mouth went around. And now it's 50 kids, which is the max. Yeah. And uh, three or four weeks now that we run it. But I remember right before I, I think I'd run it three years and I told the parents, I was like, all the movies come out, all the books come out. And I'm like, okay, this is, this is probably dead. And uh, so I emailed all the parents. I'm like, if you want to buy any of the props, this is going to be the last year. Um, You know, here's a list. And instead of parents going, oh yeah, I want to buy those props. They emailed back saying, my younger kids are waiting to go to this camp. Please yep. don't cancel it. Yeah. And, uh, and it sure enough, you know, it, it, it just, it's grown and yep. uh, it's amazing. It really is. And I, you know, we, oh, it's, you know, we divide them into houses, which I'm sure you do. And actually we don't have very many kids that complain if they're in Slytherin. Or <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised by that, but they right. don't. Um, and you know, it's, it's really just unbelievable. I mean, they take these crazy tests and they have, we have all this whole curriculum that they love. And I just, I think it's amazing. Um, we also run, we have a skateboarding camp, which is extremely popular. It's not on site. We've got rave reviews from it. Um, so that's been great. 
I, literally, I every year after camp is over, I play on the internet for an extended yep, period of time yep. and just see what I can come across. I look at unique offerings. I I reach out to anyone and everyone. In we've actually partnered with Huntsville Space Camp a few years now, but when I first found it. I reached out to them and brought them here. They brought the program here. It was like a mobile space camp. And when we brought it here, it was wildly popular. We had 150 kids sign up literally within like the first week of us offering it. And it it was amazing. I wish we were still doing it. They don't really offer that as an option anymore because they want people, I think, to go to their space center. It's a lot less work mm-hmm. on their right. end, which I don't understand. Um, but we now offer a partnership with them where we bring kids to the space center. Oh, cool. And actually, one of our other theme camps that is extremely popular is if anybody out there has an overnight camp that they are attached to, we run a program in conjunction with our overnight camp that is like a part of the JCC here. And the kids come to us on Monday. They do activities here on our day camp property. And Tuesday, they're here for half a day. And then we bring them to the overnight camp. And they are there for a taste of overnight camp for three nights. And that is wildly popular here. It closes out very quickly. We offer three different sessions of it. But it's a great taste for young kids. Um, And we offer, I think, for rising second through fifth graders. Uh, and it's just people love it. They think it's such an amazing opportunity and something that, you know, if anyone has that connection, that is a really good and it's a great feeder for your overnight camps if you mm-hmm. work with. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So what would be your personal favorite if you had My to choose one? My personal favorite, probably the graffiti camp, only because I, I really love art and I love that it leaves a lasting um, impression here at camp because of the walls that we've created. They're really amazing. Um, and the kid I mean, the kids are always so excited to show everyone what they did. And it's such a great usage for pictures and social media and all that kind of stuff. It's really mm-hmm. nice. So, yeah. <laughs> cool. The, I, the, I, I just can't even begin to imagine the amount of work that is involved. It is. It just sounds it is. like a lot. It is logistically quite <laughs> challenging. You do have to probably hire a little more staff than normal for programs like these. Uh, You need more hands. A lot of our projects are very hands-on, whereas in a traditional camp, you're going from point A to point B and your activities are being run by an activity specialist. Whereas for us, you know, we have to sit and make dream catchers with all the kids and then make a canvas piece and then go do, you know, a mermaid tail and whatever. So, you know, our staff are constantly making things with the kids. So you really need a lot of hands and a lot of help. Uh, you know, so it's just, it's different, but it's a lot of fun. And we always tell the staff it's it's hard work, but it's rewarding. And I think that they like enjoy the output. Um, a lot of times they'll make the projects too that they take home and they love doing that. But mm. it's, yes, logistically, I will tell you, it is it is quite interesting putting together all these programs in one week. <laughs> what? What are some of the benefits you see of doing all this work for sure. this then? Well, I like I said, when we've started these in the community, they're very popular. And I think that parents like the idea of, number one, indoor options, which is totally fine. It is very hot here in Georgia, so I understand <laughs> the desire. We do include free swim in every activity that we have here at camp. So no matter whether you're in a theme camp or a drama camp or gymnastics, you're going to go swimming every day, so you at least get outside. Um, but I think that parents really like that. 
they like the fact that just there's a lot of options here. And for <laughs> us to have all these options, it's helping to pull people into our facility to use it year round to, you know, we offer programs during the year that are cooking programs and art programs and our camps are feeder to those programs as well. So I think that's a really big draw. And, you know, I, we just want to really give the community what they want. So, you know, I, and it, it, it's interesting that it hasn't taken away from our traditional camp. We do have a lot of kids that will do both. They will do some weeks of traditional camps, some weeks of theme camps. There's a lot of kids that actually choose theme camps based on the theme. So if they say, oh, I'll do traditional for these weeks, but then this one week there's, you know, this one camp that sounds fantastic, I want to do that one. So, and that's great. They can have the variety throughout the summer. And I think it keeps them intrigued. If they did traditional all summer, sometimes they're going to feel like, okay, I've done archery five times now. Let me try something different. So... I think that that's also really helpful. I, I found that um, we had we would sing, kind of the same setup where we had theme camps, and at the same time we were running traditional day camp. Yeah, and I would get two different kids, like the kids who did our theme camp, especially Harry Potter. Yeah. They didn't go to the traditional camp, the outdoor right. stuff, right? And vice versa. You know, we might have two or three that would cross over, right? Um, but for the most part, the kids that we were getting for uh, Harry Potter camp or, or the other theme camps we wouldn't have got otherwise. And right. it was great that, you know, they were so excited. They might oh, yeah. not even go to day camp at all. Yeah. They were just <laughs> like, I want to be a part of this. We actually yeah. do have a lot of campers who will sign up for only one mm. week of a theme camp based on what that theme is oh, that we are offering. And, right. um, you know, my very last week of camp this summer, we had brand new kids signing up for our tech camps. Um, we had a coding camp this summer, which was actually very popular. And, yep. um, and we had a graphic design camp, but I think that there were a couple of kids that signed up legitimately just for that one week of camp sure. because that's what we were offering here. And that's great. I mean, that's bringing in brand new faces, new families. A lot of people have no idea that our facility even exists until they come here for these programs. Mm-hmm. So do you, do you really- find it harder to staff this? I mean, yeah. I guess, you know, you look at, and again, Harry Potter is the one thing that we have in common, but you want staff who are familiar with yes. Harry Potter or with whatever camp you're doing um, or who are into maybe mermaids or whatever, yeah. as opposed yeah. to your traditional camp where it's just kind of general. Definitely. It's definitely more challenging, especially just based on sheer volume. We hire a lot of staff in the summer. So to mm-hmm. find the right fit, but the amount of the right fit is really hard. Um, Generally what we do in our theme camps is we have a program lead. So that person is given the curriculum in advance and they go through everything. They understand what's going on. They show up early in the morning to set out supplies, make sure that things are where they need to go and they instruct the rest of the staff. So that at least gets the program kind of in order and makes it so that it runs, you know, a little more efficiently. And then we are, you know, additional staff, are just staff that are excited and, you know, willing to try new things and do new things. And they're there to support and do whatever they need to support. And generally that model works pretty well. If the camps are really large, we will do two program leads and we might divide them into different spaces or something along those lines. And then we also tell our program leads, you know, this is our curriculum, but we would love your input. So if you have activities that you want to try, that sounds great. Please let us know. We can get the supplies. You may have, you know, some expertise in this topic that we don't, and we would love to incorporate whatever you're into. So I think that that also gives them ownership, makes them more excited to do the program. So yeah, it's it's definitely challenging. We've relied a lot on <laughs> Indeed in the last few years. 
it's interesting. Indeed actually brings in a lot of candidates and some of them actually really good candidates, which I was surprised about. I didn't know how good that would go, but it, it's actually been very helpful. Oh, good tip. <laughs> yeah. <Come on. laughs> you, I, every time it's like every, every question we have, you, you've come up with like 12 more theme camps that you do. It's killing me. I'm like, oh my goodness. Honestly, I think we offer probably like 60 different theme camps throughout the course That's of the summer. Awesome. It's very cool. It's fun. We also have the unique situation that we have an experimental kitchen on our property where we do cooking classes throughout the year. So the head of our culinary studio helps run all of our culinary camps throughout the summer. So that's a unique situation where we can add in these cool things because we have the staff here on property. But yes, it's it's pretty, I mean, even I've been doing this so long, it's almost just like I'm used to running all these programs, but it is quite the operation, I will say. <laughs> so, so has there been anything you've tried that just didn't work? Well, some that didn't no. go over well. <laughs> Honestly, Pokemon was one of my more challenging camps because we attempted to do Pokemon Go. Um, mm. And when we took, we, we had all the, we actually purchased a bunch of Kindles, which was fine. But when we went off property, we took the kids on a field trip to go do Pokemon Go. And we were in a uh-huh. park and we were, you know, I just didn't, in in my head, I was picturing the Wi-Fi and hotspots being a lot easier <laughs> than they were. Right. So I think that that was one of my bigger fails where I, it just didn't go the way that I had wanted it to go. I We ended up, you know, I was like, just take them all to get ice cream. I want to make sure they're happy. By the, end yeah. of the, the rest of the camp was great, but that particular portion was quite challenging. And if we ever bring it back, I don't know the best way to fix it. But that's something that was anything technological really can throw a curveball. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> do, do you have any themes that you really want to try that you haven't yet? There is one that I've always said I wanted to try. I don't think we will ever try it here, and I'll explain why. But I've always wanted to do circus camp here. We do run a circus camp in Atlanta, not through the JCC, and it's very well attended. We've also brought in all the circus contractors. We've walked around with them. We've talked about the logistics. And I just think the problem is it takes over your facility for that week or longer where they have to run programs. Like, they... They talk to you about running circus shows at night where people buy tickets and where they, you know, so they want to take over your space. Mm. And I just don't think feasibly we can do that. I think it would be extremely popular. And I think that we would get tons of kids registered for it and they'd all want to do it. But I just don't know that we can make it happen at our facility. So, I mean, other things that we've really had success here with, they're not necessarily under my realm, but we partner with um, the Atlanta Hawks here. So we run Atlanta Hawks basketball camps and those are extremely popular. They also do Atlanta Hawks cheerleading camp and they bring the cheerleaders here to do it. And that's extremely popular. Hmm. Um, so anything that you can do to partner with people in the community or, I mean, uh-huh. it really, really enhances what you do. So, so what, what would you say is a, if I'm starting this out, I don't do this. Sure. So what, what is a tip or trick or sure. something I need to do to make it more awesome, make it really work for me? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think the first thing is assessing your budget, you know, and just figuring out what you can feasibly do. Most likely, you're not going to start from a contracted standpoint, you're going to do something in house just because it's generally more, you know, affordable. But I think that you just need to really 
think about what you can run with your resources. So if you have staff that you know of that can come in and run a program, do that as a good tester. If you know someone who's a woodworker and they can come in and do woodworking activities, great, you know, then you can work off of that. If you know a Harry Potter enthusiast that can come in and run that <laughs> program, that's going to help a lot. Um, yeah, but, you know, okay, yeah. <laughs> I'll be there. <laughs> um, so I think just first assessing your budget and your resources, and then you just have to build the curriculum. And our schedule, the way that we do it, um, every period is like a 45-minute time block. So we might be making Harry Potter wands for 45 minutes, <laughs> and we'll do a potions class for 45 minutes. Then we go into our snack break. Then we have our swim period. So, you know, we're it's broken up throughout the course of the day. It gives the staff time to regroup, to reset their projects, do whatever they need to do. And then from there, you just need to find really, really excited staff. And that's it's not mm -hmm. an easy task. Um, but the earlier you start searching, the better. I mean, we, we reach out to people as early as we can. We usually start our hiring process in December, early January, mm -hmm. which I would love to even start sooner, but most people's mind frame just aren't there yet. Right. But, you know, it's just the sooner you can get those people in here, the interviews, explaining to them what you do, showing them examples of curriculum, it's going to all fall into place. So if you ever do a Pinterest camp, Chris will be there. To yes, run yeah. I, will be there. <laughs> I went to the um, I'm kind of interested in the mermaid camp. Look at your tail. Pinterest convention. Yeah. There was a Pinterest convention in Atlanta, and it was very cool. Oh. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot of fun stuff there. Uh, <laughs> well, and you know, I'm happy to share curriculums with anyone. You know, we certainly find tons of stuff on Pinterest. On you know, it's we're we don't want you to have to reinvent wheels. It's not like we're all coming up with all this out of our head. We certainly are just researching and looking, and we're right. excited to share them so that other people can be successful. So. That's awesome. This is this is fantastic. Uh, oh. Just right up my alley. Is there anything uh, that you want to add? Not necessarily. Just you know, I I just highly encourage people to try it. I think it's it's worth a shot. And even if you start with one or two, that's great. You know, just get something different in your community. It really really enhances programming, excites the community. Something new and different. I think that theme camps are never going to go out of style. I think that. You're just going to have people that want to try different things, do different things. And, you know, I, I these kids love it. Um, you know, one that I didn't mention that's actually extremely popular also is our spy camp. Mm. So, you know, that's something that we run in-house. But it's uh, the kids love it. They get to be a spy for a week. You know, they come in and they make spy kits and they do invisible ink and we do laser tests and we do um, – trying to think that spider web where they have to get through a spider web without hitting the bells and, you know, and then we do a huge spy mission. So, you know, these are just new and exciting things for your community that I think will really put you above the others, which is really great. To add to that, um, yeah. I will say anyone who's looking to do theme camps, whoever is designing the camp or, or writing the curriculum should have maybe not a passion for that, sure. but should yeah. really kind of be interested in. We tried yeah. spy camp as well. Uh -huh. And I will tell you, I was not, uh, you know, the idea of it was really cool, sure. but I just wasn't into it. And my assistant yeah. wasn't into it and it showed, it showed yeah. with how, what we put together, yeah. the kids came and we were like, ho-hum about it. Yeah. And it was the worst program that we did, but I can see how sure. it would be 
awesome and incredible yep. for somebody who is really into it, designing yeah. it. So yeah, definitely. Yeah. And we, you know, we're pretty flexible here as well. Whereas if we have, you know, campers that sign up for a spy camp and after day one, they're like, this is just not for me. Mm-hmm. We do our best to accommodate that throughout the week and we'll switch them to another program. So there are kids that try things and they're just like, this just isn't what I was expecting. And right. we don't want them to have a nev- negative experience throughout the course of the week. So we can certainly look at putting you in the traditional camp program or somewhere else if that's going to make you happy. So good point. Good point. Um, yeah. And, it, you know, I take no offense to it. It's not for everybody. It's right. certainly just for, you know, certain. <laughs> kids want to do certain things (laughs) exactly but yeah i'm happy to share anything um you know all of our camps are listed online on our brochure and if people have questions about specific ones i'm happy to share that um like i said my assistant director who does the curriculum does a fantastic job and she literally spends all year doing curriculums so it's it's fun but it's a labor of love for sure (laughs) And send any new well, ideas that you might have I, to Alana. Any ideas anybody has, <laughs> we would love. Um, we are literally always looking. I already have a list of about. I think you do them all. I don't even I know, know if it's possible to do anything new. But I do have a list of like 15 camps that we potentially want to look into this year. You know, I, I will say things like YouTube and so, all these things are very big for kids right now. We're trying to figure out how to incorporate that stuff. Um, it, the third through fifth grade area is a, a challenging one to really engage. So they want the really exciting new, you know, the, the little ones will kind of go along with most of what you do. But the right. older ones, really <laughs> get some of the good stuff. <laughs> very cool. Kurt's ready for a Fortnite dance camp, I think. He's, hey, that sounds he's awesome. In. In. <laughs> <laughs> so what is the best way people can reach you and, and get a hold of you? How do you sure. want to do that? So my email address is definitely the best place to reach me. Um, my email is Alana, which is I-L-A-N-A dot Schlam, S-C-H-L-A-M at Atlanta, spelled out, J-C-C dot org. Um, and if you just want to peruse all of our camp offerings, it's at mjccadaycamps.org. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. It was fun having you on. I hope you enjoyed it. I did. I really did. Thank you so much for inviting me. And I, uh, I look forward to working with you guys again. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thanks, Lana. That's a cool idea. Thank you, guys. <laughs> so that was fun, huh? That, that's crazy. It's just awesome the amount of work and coolness i i want to go i want to go to those camps so many camps i know that's what we should ask her do you have these for adults well yeah where (laughs) can i sign up (laughs) oh we'll we'll, uh we'll volunteer for a couple of those to to run them um so if you had to the question i have for this week is if you uh well what what theme would you choose for a theme camp um if you were going to do one of these types of of camps well, I would probably change it now after hearing all the cool ones she has. <laughs> but I had originally put one of our favorites that we do for our day camp is Mad Science. And I love it. It is a blast. We do, you know, we, we potion making essentially, but we're we're mixing stuff and making things and making a mess and blowing things up. It's awesome. And right. so that's one of my favorites. But how about any, you? Any any of those that, that she mentioned that you really were like, huh, maybe I can do that here. Well, there I, there are several. In fact, I'm on her website right now, and I'm looking up all these different themes. I mean, she's even she's got several different Lego ones that just there's a Lego Land, Lego Building, and then Lego Robotics. I mean, she's just it's awesome. 
If you had the space, you could you could get some contract instructors mm-hmm. in to do that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, I don't even know what they do at drone camp. I know, I, I know. If, be... if we were like a two hour podcast, that would I could have mm-hmm. took that time up. I want to hear about each of those. But yeah, drone camp sounds yeah. awesome. Uh so for me, uh I, I I've done the superhero, done the Harry Potter, done the mm-hmm. Hunger Games, uh done Percy Jackson. Magic Treehouse is always one that I want to do because it has a bunch yeah. of different stories. Mm-hmm. And I think putting a, a camp around that would be cool. But also, uh, do you know that 39 Clues series of books? We, we've talked about that, yeah. I, I've never read it, but mm-hmm. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, now. so basically it's, you know, what I would take from that series is that you would follow clues and it would lead you down this story, this adventure um, throughout the week. And they would have to solve a mystery. And it's, I feel like you could almost put like an escape room mm-hmm. story together for a week and they're solving a mystery. Scooby Doo ish. <laughs> <laughs> Zoinks. <laughs> Zoinks. Yeah, something like that would be, uh, would be cool. Anyways, yeah, that was fun. Lots of cool stuff. Ah, just cool stuff. Cool stuff. Well. <laughs> I'm going. I sign me up. I guess you're going to you're going to Pinterest conference. <laughs> oh man, I would be there. You, so cool you and three hundred women. Yeah, that is very true. The graffiti <laughs> one, even the graffiti can Like, who would have thought a, a theme yeah. on graffiti? I never would have so thought cool. that would be something. Yeah. What a neat idea! And then. Is that bad? I mean, teaching the children how to I know the cops pick them up. How did you learn this? At camp. It was a camp. That's so funny. JCC camp. Yeah. That's all right. By the way, if you want to hear more about putting together week-long specialty camps, Alana is going to be presenting her workshop at ScampCon in November. Who else is going to be presenting their workshop is Christy Landwehr from CHA, Certified Horsemanship Association. And we're going to be talking to her next week on the podcast. So make sure you tune in for that. So tune in next week. And from around the campfire, this has been Chris and Kurt. Thanks so much for listening. See ya.